It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Miami Dolphins OTAs are off and running, and we heard from several key members of the Miami Dolphins, including head coach Mike McDaniel, wide receiver Jay Luato, and defensive tackle Christian Wilkins yesterday. what they have to say? Glad yes, that's what we're covering here today on this episode of Locked on Dolphins. You are Locked on Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Oh. Right, Miami. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Dolphins. It is your team every day here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, Kyle Krabs, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, host of Locked On Dolphins, co-host of the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast with Joe Marino. You can find us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts, as you can with all of our shows here on the Locked On Network. I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Dolphins your first Miami Dolphins listen of the day. And a special shout out to our everydayers who do keep it locked in on a daily basis. It's a doubleheader today. We got two shows coming. So looking forward to diving into first and foremost here on the show, what we heard from Mike McDaniel, Jalen Waddell, Christian Wilkins. We also heard from Jeff Wilson yesterday with some immediate availabilities. And some of the things that they had to say can't help but catch your eye as... Duke Riley Sports, again, the orange jersey. I'm repping orange for Duke Riley wearing orange jersey, which, of course, goes to practice player of the day for previous uh, accolades. We saw Tua Tagovailoa throwing the football to his teammates in a public setting open to the media for the first time since the Christmas Day game against the Packers. Uh, lots of observations around Tua Tagovailoa and his frame, and sounds like he's bulked himself up a little bit, which he's kind of had that ebb and flow throughout the course of his early career of stacking on weight, but then dropping weight so he could be more quick twitch, and now stacking on weight to uh, protect himself. So there's there's a lot of storylines, and I want to just take today's first show to commit to what we got out of OTAs from hearing directly from members of the organization. And that starts with Mike McDaniel. And the question that Mike McDaniel was asked that first caught my eye was the, in regards to the addition of offensive lineman Isaiah Wynn. He was asked what the addition of Isaiah Wynn means to the right tackle situation and specifically Austin Jackson. Is that an open competition? And Mike McDaniel, in classic Mike McDaniel fashion, said anytime you could add wins to a roster, right? Da-da-ch. There's your rim shot. Mike McDaniel, dad joke of the day. Um, <laughs> he said, I've been training all offseason. 
He said, we're a product of our environment. And when guys are going about things the right way and have experience playing at a high level in the NFL, that raises the urgency, the competitiveness, and overall helps every player involved as long as people are working together, which all of our Georgia Bulldogs are good teammates, crediting Isaiah Wood, of course, playing at the University of Georgia. So he's been awesome. He's getting work at several spots and has the opportunity to win some playing time at several spots. But also, there's only five players that play each down, and overall, I know the collection of the offensive line is best served in its current environment. Who those people are, I don't do the magnet slotting. I let people in situations, whether they're performing their lifelong dream of a job, decide their own fate, so just throw a bunch of guys in that fit the bill, and I think the Dolphins are best served waiting to see who tells us who's going to be a starter or a backup or whatever. Okay, so yeah, starting reps are available for Isaiah Wynn. I don't think this is just coach speak, and I, I certainly don't think that um, the Dolphins saying anything about their expectations for Austin Jackson ahead of the season, uh, whether it was Chris Greer saying we expect Austin's going to be the starter or whatever else, I, I think this is legit. Um, I, I you know open spots. We know left tackle is not an open competition with Teron Armstead with what the Dolphins are paying him and his accolades and skill as a player. Connor Williams, well, you can't expect that Isaiah Wynn would be in the competition for the center job. And Rob Hunt, you have no reason to move. So logic would state several spots is left guard and right tackle. And I think Isaiah Wynn, if he performs to what his physical capabilities are, regardless of how bad of a regression he experienced in 2022. I have a hard time seeing him not being amongst the best five, but, you know, the, the team is wise to let it play out. The answer tells me that is an open competition. Maybe not exclusively, and I think that's the interesting thing for the three parties involved, specifically that we're talking about here in Austin Jackson. Austin Jackson's played where in his NFL career? Yeah, he played left tackle as a rookie. Left guard, right tackle. About Lee Meikenberg. Played left tackle, yeah, due to unplanned injuries. He's also played, was cross-trained at right tackle and most recently left guard. And Isaiah Wynn is presumably getting competition at multiple spots. Your two multiple spots are left guard and right tackle. So you got, now all of a sudden you can start to play the musical chairs and find the best combination of those players that's going to raise the floor of the entire unit. I think that's legit. I do. Uh, he was also asked, Mike McDaniel, about building off the successes of year one with the offense and what this offseason was like for Mike McDaniel in terms of self-scouting and what he is hoping to carry away with it. And this is an interesting question because a lot of Dolphins fans have looked at the personnel and said, well, you know, defensively, you could see obviously Jalen Ramsey, David Long. There's some big time upgrades there. Vic Fangio being brought in you're largely banking on continuity on the offensive side of the ball. So what does the self-scouting look like and where do you get better? I'll just read you a snippet. This this was a pretty um, long-winded response from Mike McDaniel, but I'll, I'll give you a couple key parts that stood out to me. It was kind of critical offseason for me. I didn't look at our offense and say, wow, we did all this good stuff. I saw all the stuff we could approve upon. Now, the stuff that the players and coaches did last year, you shouldn't minimize that because there was substantial growth to the tune of improving 25 spots in the offensive rankings. 
And in your league-wide ranking, that should never be minimized. But that's not where we're trying to go. So the coaching staff was ready for the players to get back. And realistically, players love that direction. They love, we need to get better, only go so far. So identifying critical things in our game, an easy one was pre-snap penalties. We were the worst at that. So there's a lot of ways to improve there. I think it's important in the offseason that you give the season a lot of things that go into it. There's a lot of pressures. And you're trying to win the next game. Taking a step back, I think, affords people a little bit more open-mindedness. And I've seen, and all I've seen is an offense, I've seen a team that isn't satisfied with where they're at. Again, the accountability here for Mike McDaniel is very important. And the fact that he is so willing to acknowledge what this season was in 2022 from self-inflicted wounds, um, I, I think, think can be p- very powerful and is a great testament to why Mike McDaniel has the reputation that he does as a coach that a lot of players look forward to playing for it and talk about the authenticity that is there. He was, of course, asked about Tua Tungvaloa being back on the field with his team. And he was asked what he saw from Tua Tungvaloa this offseason. Mike McDaniel said, I've seen a guy that's followed through with his words as well as any young man that I've come across in my career. Controlling the controllable is something that I would epitomize his offseason with. You want to talk about going above and beyond training, martial arts, so much of, so much so that he knew the training before he knew what it was called. I think he was calling it judo. Jiu-jitsu is what he was doing, but in terms of helping him progress in his career has been phenomenal. The work that he's done this offseason, it was so obviously beneficial that we've incorporated it into our drill work that we do with all of the quarterbacks. I think it was Teddy Bridgewater made that point to me last year. As a quarterback, you go September starts, and then you get tackled. And then you get tackled for six months, and you don't really do it again until September. So how can we help train quarterbacks to stay healthy? Because it wasn't just too early. How do you stay healthy in this game and stay available? And that's something that the whole offseason training has really helped us try to take a good step in the right direction on how to best prepare our players for an NFL season. I like this. Uh, I, I like this uh, as far as the science behind it. It's it's difficult to say, but it is a good point. Quarterbacks wear red jerseys at practice for a reason, and it's that you don't touch them explicitly. So especially a team like the Dolphins, who last year felt like they were very cognitively aware of load management and having their players primed and ready but not put through the ringer before the season even started. There was a load management aspect there, but that cuts both ways. Now, for the Dolphins to implement some falling into uh, the the offseason training program for all of the quarterbacks, I think, can only help. I don't believe it will hurt you, but it certainly can help because of the cold turkey nature of hitting quarterbacks and that business of uh, stepping into a game and being hit and lit up for the first time when you walk onto a preseason field or you step onto the field for the regular season, depending on how much you play. We're going to talk about Jalen Waddell next and some of the things that he had to share about his personal growth this offseason and his objectives. But before we do, now is the perfect time to make a fast break over to FanDuel. The Heat did not complete the sweep last night, but they are still leading in the Eastern Conference Finals by a score of three games to one over the Boston Celtics. Perhaps you think Game 5 will be that magical game for the Heat to punch their ticket to the Finals. If that's the case... You can go to FanDuel, get a no-sweat first bet, up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet does not hit. There's no better place to get in on all the playoff action than America's number one sportsbook. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on 
and get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's fanduel.com slash locked on. Fanduel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. So we heard from Jalen Waddle as well. And Waddle um, has looked great from the early social snippets and, and seeing him, uh, in front of the camera for the, the media availability. I think one thing that, that is apparent is uh, he's a little more filled out. And he, he talked about that in the course of his media availability. But I want to start with the question that he had about year three, going into his third year. And obviously we talked about Jalen Waddle yesterday with calibrating fantasy expectations and what he has done historically and what that means for players in their third and fourth year. Jalen was asked about his growth from last year to this year and what he's looking to improve upon. Jalen said knowledge. Another year under my belt, I get to see how the league works even more. I think preparation, seeing defenses and knowing what a defense is going to do, how they plan on playing us and adjusting the game, I feel like it's a lot I can grow from in the first two seasons, still growing and trying to stack days together. That is a component for the Dolphins this offseason that I think becomes very easily overlooked. The Dolphins are a team that has a lot of young players in the nucleus. Tua Tungavaloa, year four. Okay? Jalen Waddell, coming into year three. Austin Jackson, coming into year four, but really year three because he missed all but a game and a half of last year because of ankle injuries. And uh, he, we saw pictures of him courtesy of Omar Kelly on social media, and, and he looks to be in great shape, and hopefully uh, that materializes into improved play. But uh, still a very young player, only 23 years old, right? Robert Hunt, fourth year. That's just on the offensive side of the ball. Then over on the defensive side of the ball, you have Christian Wilkins coming into year five. You have Cater Kohu coming into year two. You have Javon Holland coming into year three. Like, important players. The growth of those players who have established themselves as quality NFL starters. Jalen Phillips, of course. How, how high can the jump be? There is an internal growth factor of the Dolphins roster because of the youth of the players on the team, and that's why you build through the draft, so that you your team can get better without adding players. Waddle's going to be a part of that mix, for sure. And now you have championship pedigrees with Jalen Ramsey and Tyreek Hill on both sides of the ball. 
in addition to the nucleus of the team that you had from after the 2021 draft. So that's exciting. Um, Jalen Waddle was asked if he put on a little bit more weight. And he said, uh, I can't tell you that, but if you see me run somebody over, then you'll know. Um, definitely looks thicker. Now, doesn't look, based on the training videos and what we've seen in OTA early looks, that there's anything compromised here for Jalen Waddle. But it felt like at times last year, Jalen got bumped up a little bit. Now, he played all 17 games. He's a warrior. There were a bunch of these guys last year that played and played banged up, and that's the nature of the game. It's a game of attrition. It's a physical game. You're going to get to December, and nobody's going to be firing on all cylinders. But that feels like a self-awareness element for Jalen Waddell that I would applaud. No, the, the Dolphins last year felt like their large focus was conditioning. You know, you saw Raquan Davis come in leaner. You saw Tua Tagovailoa come in leaner. Um, a lot of players with the expectation of having to play a different brand or style, if you will. Right. And Raekwon, they tried to move Raekwon around and get him different reps. Well, this year it's okay, let how do we how do we adjust what we tried to do last year from a body comp perspective? And you saw it, you're seeing it with Tua Tagovailoa, and you're seeing it with Jalen Waddle, where he was a guy who, if he's going to become a more complete NFL wide receiver, he doesn't need a ton of physicality because of how explosive he is. But if you can start to add a little bit of a physicality element to your game. That, that's really going to create a more complete picture. And I think that that's, in my mind, probably the separation between Tyreek and what Jalen was last year is I think Tyreek's probably got a little bit, he's, he's built a little bit more dense, a little bit more rocked up. Jalen was a little bit more lean. So to start to add and fold in that element for Jalen Waddle, I think is only going to pay large dividends for Jalen Waddle and large dividends for the Dolphins, and that's something that we should all be very excited about. We also heard from Christian Wilkins. I want to make sure that we give Christian Wilkins his time in the sun because he was uh, pretty insightful with some of the things that, that he shared, and that's what we're going to finish with here today on this episode of Locked on Dolphins. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked on. Think of all the amazing things in life that are expressions of you, your favorite football team, what you wear to the playoff watch party, that song that you stream over and over to get you pumped up for the gym, or the recommendations that you share with your friends on the top six comedy podcasts that are best to listen to on a long road trip, or even your new haircut, which may or may not be an epic bowl cut from the 90s and hopefully is. Everything that makes you, you makes all the difference. State Farm believes insurance should work the same way. Your plan, your coverage selections can be personalized by you. And the ability to choose the plan you want by picking the options that fit you, like choosing to bundle your home and auto policies, is what the State Farm Personal Price Plan is all about. Getting the coverage you want at an affordable price just for you. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. The first thing that popped to me came courtesy of uh, the godfather of Lockdown Dolphins, Travis Wingfield. And he mentioned to Christian 
that last year Wilkins had commented that he was so comfortable in the scheme that you found ways to kind of cheat the scheme and be able to make plays outside of the structure of the defense. I'm curious, and this is Travis's words, I'm curious now that you go back to a new system in year one, how do you jumpstart that process? Christian said it's the same process, it's just going to take a little more work on my end to completely understand the confines of the defense and how things are working, what that looks like and where I can do certain things and where I can't do certain things. It's going to take a lot of work on my part and also building that report with the new guys on the defense, different backers and everything like that. We all have to get a feel for each other. And I think about Cody Alexander, who I've mentioned recently on this show and I'm going to look forward to having Cody on. But one of the things Cody from Match Quarters uh, on Substack has done recently is he has rolled out kind of this content series on spacing, defensive spacing run fits right and it, it's not whether you're in a four down front or you're in an odd front in a base three four you're playing nickel it's how many players based on the coverage on the back end how many players are responsible for getting into the run fit and one of the things that the Fangio defense is known for is having seven-man spacing for your run fits. It's, it's a lighter box because with seven-man, you have the two corners and you have the two safeties. And again, the safeties in this defense are more can be more of heat-seeking missiles, right? So when you have seven-man spacing in the box, and if you're going against, let's say, an 11-personnel team, you have six blockers, plus potentially a running threat at quarterback with some of the athletic quarterbacks in a ball carrier. So that's eight potential threats or seven potential threats versus seven. So you, you may be at a man disadvantage in the box. And Cody talked a lot about the ways in which defenses like this can steal gaps. And it comes from a certain player based on where you're setting the run strength uh, reading a block on the front side to make sure that he's not defending wasted space. And I think about Christian's comments here about learning where I can do certain things and where I can't do certain things. And that's where my mind goes, because what Christian was really, really good at last year was identifying opportunities in reading blocks to be more aggressive than the rest of the front to create run stuffs. And you saw it against pretty much any game that you would turn on. Buffalo, Chargers, the playoff game, the Jets game. Like You watched all these games at the end of the season as, as the games that I've watched most recently of Miami, and you see these instances where he's just flashing a certain level of assertiveness, but not doing so in a way that sells your teammates out. And that's where Christian talks about building the rapport with the new guys on the defense. Uh, we all have to get a feel for each other. Making sure that you are seeing things the same as the guys stacked behind you. Understanding when it is appropriate to dial up that aggressiveness. So that, that's great insight from Christian, and, and I can marry that specifically to the run defense in this system because I've most recently listened to Cody Alexander for match quarters talk about seven-man spacing in your defense and how it is the responsibility of the front to either play games or read gaps 
to steal a gap to make sure that you're still fitting the run appropriately and not hanging yourself out to dry by playing too high safety shell on the back end of your defense because the coverage sets the front. You have to have the math right behind you to run whatever system that you want to run, and then the front has to be complementary of that. And when this Vic Fangio defense has the identity that it does of what it wants to present in the pre-snap, and you could play anything out of it, it's just the pre-snap presentation, but the structure of that, it's the inverse of what the Dolphins were last year. The Dolphins played more middle-of-the-field coverage than any other team in the NFL last year, which means they had one free high safety in the middle of the field, and they had eight men in the box. They had the highest eight-man box count of any team in the league last year. They will not be that. They will not be that. But the mechanics of what you do up front has some overlap. And I think that's what has Miami's front uniquely prepared for this scheme transition because of the the mentality of the players up front. There is some overlap. You just have to reapply the rules. Christian Wilkins was asked about his contract. And uh, he, he said he was going to let his agent handle it. We, we did enjoy the, the joke. <laughs> he said the biggest complication with the contract is the Omar Kelly clause. I'm trying to make sure I don't have to answer any of his questions. Good to see you back. <laughs> so um, Christian reiterated a little later in the conversation that it, if he enters this year in a contract year, it will have no impact on on his approach, and obviously it shouldn't because if it is a contract year for him, then he will be playing to maximize his value. Uh, I, I think all parties would probably benefit from it getting done other than maybe Christian Wilkins if he wanted to play this year on the contract that he is scheduled for and try to maximize his value because I think this year will be uh, a higher production year for Christian Wilkins unless he's injured, and that would be the gamble that you would take on yourself. So I know a lot of Dolphins fans have asked me whether it's in the, the subtext Uh, And you could text Dolphins to uh, 305-419-3924 to join the subtext first two weeks free. Chat, text directly with me about Dolphins football, get some behind-the-scenes stuff uh, that we use as resources for the show, get some requests for special content, so on and so forth. Uh, If you like it, it's a couple bucks a month. If not, you can cancel before the first two weeks are up. No problem. No questions asked. But that's Dolphins to 305-419-3924. A lot of the subtext group has been asking me about the Wilkins contract progress, and it's been quiet. Well, you heard it from Christian. We're letting the agent handle it. Doesn't change anything on my end. And that doesn't change anything on our end either. We got another show coming today, so we we hope you will hit subscribe. Like the video if you're watching on YouTube. You can find us on YouTube wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Come on back. See me again later today. We got more Dolphins content coming your way, so plan accordingly. I'm Kyle Krabs. Lifelong Dolphins fan, host of Locked On Dolphins. Fins up. Keep it locked in right here on Locked On Dolphins. Shout out to our everydayers. Hope to see you soon. Fins up. Talk to you soon. Peace. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.